still haven't seen your purple couch yet. They just finished painting the living room. Um, I'm getting ready to get the artwork on the walls and all that, but it's being well used by uh, my son and his friends. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> the unintended effect. <laughs> yes. 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 Yep. But I'm, I'm in the, I'm open to suggestions for art. Like um, I looked at, Violet flame art, you know, and, and um, some of it looks like everybody has it. So I'm looking for something a little more unusual. If anybody has any suggestions, they can let me know. Well, one thing I'm working on is uh, just kind of a collage of the seven rocks that we're working mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So that could be, I would like to have something up on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I saw yours. Yeah, you had the visual of your pictures. That would be that's nice. Yeah. And then I have a a picture frame that has six picture frames in it that could be mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So I I thought that I I want to put it up. Yeah, that's not a bad idea to take representations of those uh, those those big rocks. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just a a focal point. Along with the things that I'm going to need to stop thinking and start thinking in order to let those things occur. (laughs) Some visualization for that, some representation. No, I have got this picture that I just found online. I think it was under uh, Prime video, but I'll share it with you. Let's see. So I guess I could go into my um, so I'll just go ahead and share the screen because I want to show you this picture. It was so cool uh, for me this morning. This one right here. Mm-hmm. And I, because there's other things that, but I want the spirit to be in my life and to really shine like a light. So I saw this on, on a, a, on, I think video prime. And I was just like, that's it. Because I, I saw a picture of somebody meditating and, um, and the sun was off to the distance, like it was separate. And then I saw this and I was like, yeah, that's penetrating. That's, that's, I want that light as part of my being. And I did see a violet flame painting that was for sale on Etsy. And um, I, I mean, it's copies, but uh, it had a lady kind of floating in violet flame. And she looked, you know, she just had that look. So that that's, I, I kept looking at it, but I was like, oh, I just couldn't convince myself. <laughs> so that that's helpful to say, yeah, that it would actually, yeah, I kept going back to it. She just had this blissful look and she's, kind of floating, you know, in the violet flame. I've been a little sensitive to having um, artwork up that was like women by themselves. I think that's what, you know, I had a lot of those pictures at one time and I took them all down and gave them away. Um, Based on that fact, that idea that um, your artwork suggests, you know, your state of being. So I've kind of been, so I hesitated when I saw that. I saw her because she was alone. And yet she's not alone, is she? Because she's in the violet flame and she's connected. 
I've been reading Book on Violet Flame and I can't get into it. So what do you what do you tell me about it? Um, if you were to go, it, you weren't with us last year, but when we first we read it for our class and we Jennifer was presenting it and discussing it and I raised my hand and I said, I can't get into that book. It sounds like aliens and it's it really is such a turn off. And I just or there's I have no. And she said, um, sometimes we resist the things that are good for us, you know, that will, will help be helpful to us. So I kind of hung in there with it. It was, I don't know what, how you're experiencing it, but it was for me, it was very much, um, alien spacecrafts, things that go bump in the night. And, you know, it, I just really couldn't, I couldn't get, but eventually it was the beauty of what it was saying is what I picked up on, which was, um, this idea of trans, transmuting, um, miscreation into truth. And I, I actually really fell in love with that idea. That's very appealing to me. Well, I, I, I just keep reading. Does anybody else have anything to share on the Violet Flame experience? I, I'm really grateful. I think this is great conversation, but I was wondering if we could pray in and get, get the, you know, officially, did I miss that? No, I think this is this is an excellent topic to, for the conversation. If you want to, but can we you know bookend it? I apologize. We we got caught up in talking about the pre. We got on a few minutes early. So I apologize. You're right. No, no, it was no. Don't need to apologize. It's all good. It's just. Uh, I mean, I don't normally come here. <laughs> I'm usually have something else, but today it was canceled. So, um, I want to take over and this is your community call. I, you know, it's I should be apologizing for anything. So, um, and not that apologies ever needed. So, would anybody like to pray in? Love how you said the book ends. Pray in, pray out. Yes. Bless it. Thank you. I'm just going to remind everybody if they, well, Dina prays, everybody could mute themselves and so if they have background information or noise, that would be great. Thank you. That's all. Taking this breath of love and peace of conversation that leads us to growth and insight conversation, community conversation that gives us divine insight. We're grateful and thankful for a weekly opportunity to come together and share and talk and explore the divine, the divine depths, and to be supported by um, like-minded students who are in the same um, upward uh, path that is each other, reading and following the same course and the same having uh, many similar experiences and sharing and delving and diving and truly grateful that we have that benefit of this community. And we ask that during this conversation that all blocks to truth, to love, to divine insight be put up on the altar and transmuted so that we can see clearly, hear clearly, feel clearly, know clearly, and share the benefits with all. 
And so it is. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so does anybody have an experience for violet flames that they could share? I was reading the book for those of you that just joined and it was like hard to read for me and I hadn't gotten to the point where I had a, an, uh, well, Dina, like I haven't gotten to the point where I want the violet flame on my wall yet. But I know that it's coming because there's no way that it can't be, it's so impactful to those that have talked about it, that there's gotta be, I'm, go, I'm getting there. Anybody? I have something. I don't know where we first talked about it in the class, if it was year two, probably, probably year two, but I'm not sure. But, and I got the book and I started reading it, and I couldn't get, I was like way, like, I was like, you like, it's like <laughs> way beyond, and I was judging myself. I realized now, gosh, I didn't really think about this, but I realized now I was judging myself while I read it because it was so, felt so <sighs> beyond where I was, you know? And I didn't read it. I didn't read it. I didn't, it was on my shelf and I didn't read it for, I don't know, two years, maybe. And then, um, someone, someone asked for me to make cards with using the, one of the, the I think it's transmuting poverty consciousness or something. And I worked on it and worked on it and worked on it because I was asked by somebody else to do something. And um, and I and it's so amazing. I didn't have to do that. I just fell in love with it. I fell in love. I started reading the one poem, the one prayer that I really liked. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but I read it over and over. Get one. I could the rest. I couldn't. Really, it was really challenging to me. A lot of them. But I read the one that was, I could do that one. I could do that one. And I did over and over and I started reading the rest and started reading the rest until reading the rest until I could read the whole book. There's still a couple piece parts of it that still feel challenging to me, but I know that when I'm ready for them, I will do them too. That's just my life, right? Isn't that all our lives? And so, in a way, I guess the Violet Flame book is is a, has been an example of. I'm really realized this until I'm now speaking about, it and realized it's all my our lives, right? So this is my example. It's kind of amazing to me now. When I think about it. But thank you for giving this opportunity to share this and have these realizations. Thank you. You're welcome. I had a 
a reaction to wanting to read the Violet Flame, but uh, and Angels because we were doing them about the same time, I think. And it's like, oh no, I'm not going. I'm not going there. And then one day, I just had this thought that I needed to be open-minded. So I got the book, The Violet Flame, and I started reading it, and it made no sense to me whatsoever. And at some point, I stopped reading it and went straight to the prayers and worked on the prayers. And one of the prayers I really love, and I'm wondering if that's not the one you're talking about, Carla, because you're the one that read the prayer in the class. It was like, I just so love that prayer. The Truth About Me. Truth about me on page uh, 62. I really love that prayer. And I found some others that I liked. And when we had our last full moon, I actually did a, a full moon uh, fire ceremony. And as I was looking for different things to do, I, I uh, used, I evoked the violet flame as part of the ceremony. And I also uh, read. Uh, Offering of the Broken Heart, Violet Flame. But that one is by uh, Jones. There's a lot of her prayers in Jennifer's books. But I really, I was drawn to the Offering of the Broken Heart because that seems to be where I have, you know, that's where everything is coming from, you know. It's because my heart's been broken so many times in so many ways over the years that uh, when I read the offering of the broken heart, it just seemed so fitting for the fire ceremony. So, yes, I love the prayers. Uh, I want maybe sometime I'll go back and read the, the beginning of the book that talks a lot about what it all means. But uh, like Carla said, but at the moment, I'm enjoying the prayers. Thank you. I will go to the prayers. I'll see how that that looks. Good. Because I'm, you know, probably 20 pages into the book. And I started it last time I was in MLC and I didn't finish the book. But I know it keeps being, you know, something that is tapping because on my conscious because uh, I just keep hearing about it. And it really is, sounds like a great, um, plan and uh, I'm, I want the violet flame in my life I know I want the violet flame in my life so I will study I'll keep reading it over and seeing how I can get what you guys have gotten too thank you I was wondering on the phone calls could we see and could you tell us who you are so that I know who's here or we know who's here 858 sure that's a Sure, this is Jeannie. Can you hear me? Okay, hi Jeannie. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, I um I'm on the phone because I'm gonna be have have to leave and <clears throat> my battery. If I'm on Zoom, it dies faster. So I want to make sure I can listen in. Glad to. But on. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. And and can you guys? Because I came in late. I apologize. Uh, what book you're talking about? I know one is the Violet Flame, but it sounded like you were talking about another book too. I, I'm just at the Violet Flame book that Jennifer recommended. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about two two books. All right. Well, unless, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Unless Carla and Ronnie have a different book. I think Ronnie 
spoke about the one, the prayer that she talked about that, that I, I can't remember the name of it, but it's one of my favorite prayers in the seven sacred flame, but, or the prayers to the seven sacred flames. I'm not sure which one. Yeah, that, that one. If you can't see it, then he's on that phone. It's uh, the prayers, the seven sacred flames by Aurelia Louise Jones. Oh, great. Yeah, I have that one, but I haven't read that one either. I did do the Violet Flame, but I downloaded the other one. And, and when I download, I don't see them, and so I forget. But, yeah, I want to do the prayers. So there's That's an a good audio, reminder. There's an audio one of it. Um, it it's um, electronic. It's, so it's, it's uh, I'm sorry, ebook. You oh. know, it's um, like a... Amazon or digital kind of. digital that's the word um i I went and looked at audible to see if there was some uh, a recording of it, and there was one, but it was in a foreign language so i didn't i I didn't think i maybe maybe I could <laughs> get something out of that and then nine one oh who's nine one oh six nine oh three six one four on the phone. On the phone. It, it's Felicia on this number. Hi, Felicia. Hi. I have myself muted because I don't have complete quiet. So I will go back to unmute now. I need to mute. Okay. Do you don't have anything to share about anything <laughs> before you mute yourself? Um, well, I, I didn't, but um, I'm sorry, I'm joining in late, so I, I caught the, um, the talk about the book, and um, the thing for me that is coming up is a lot of unworthiness. It's just overpowering my being. So I had um, a counseling session with Angela, and I wonder mm -hmm. if the question could be something that could help. Our, uh, so we were talking about, so we were in my share on Tuesday, I was talking about my relationship with my older sister that I wanted to have complete. And so I visited with Angela about it too. And she was saying that when was the time, like when you're feeling unworthy, Felicia, she said, when was the time that you first remember the idea that whatever was happening was effed up? And I thought that was so unique to think about that because I remember at seven years old, my family life looked crazy, and I know that uh, if I would have had that word, I would have said, this is effed up. So then I aligned myself with that. <laughs> and I don't know about, you know, you and Unworthy, but I just have found so many uh, freeing thoughts around that because um, if I started looking at life like that, then... Of course, everything that happened to me would look effed up in in the around the family arena, 
And um, so, what do you think about that? Anything? Um, to feel unworthy? Well, I think I probably started having those thoughts of unworthiness at a very young age as well. And um, there was also um, a lot of shame. Like I was, my mother taught me to be ashamed of my family for, um, you know, this person doing that, this person doing this other thing. And there was just a lot of shame. And I, I, I still carry those, though I've um, let go of some of the, um, some of them, they're still deeper layers, and I think that's where I am, and I think that's why it's so uncomfortable. Sometimes it's like peeling an onion. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And then an, another thing that happened is I was really this week trying to fix my, I wanted to be spiritual about my situation. don't know what situation keeps bringing up the word, but I wanted to be, I wanted to get the, I wanted to fix the whole idea of rejecting my elder sister. I wanted to be whole and complete and have everything look smooth. And and what I was coached to think about is that it doesn't have to do that. We can just say, I can just say, Holy Spirit, I'm willing and I don't know what to do and just put it in the God box. And then from the God box, the spirit can work. But what I was trying to do is fix it. And when we have a lifetime of experiences, as I did with my subject (laughs) at hand, it just, it needs to be given over to God and not have me think with my ego that we can figure it out and get going because now I found that this was stopping me in my life and I wanted a joyful life. So if I hurried up and ate the crap and, and I, 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 I didn't, I wasn't doing that. So I was going to beat myself up because I just wasn't giving it up that quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've, I've noticed that with myself. Sometimes it's much easier to, to give it up and sometimes like I want to just hang on hang on to it for just a little bit longer it almost feels it's like it just doesn't go easily I think all of us can relate to that it's very um it's very frustrating though yeah I guess the ego comes in and tries to start figuring it out is where the frustration comes in. There's nothing to figure out. 
And it's a pattern. It's our old thinking patterns. And what we're doing, I think, is we're just working. We're learning. We're learning the spiritual path. And I think that's why the the violet flame, I'm just like, yeah, that I, I believe the violet flame is part of God and part of um, energy. And, and I really want to learn how to just put a violet flame around something and to put it in the God box and to move my life so that it's wholly joyful. Yes. I don't think I always think about using the um, thought frame for um, thinking patterns. Maybe that, I think it's that one I try. Have you read that book? Not in its entirety. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what everybody, or what uh, Dina suggested and Carla about the prayers, going to the prayers, or Ronnie, excuse me, about going to the prayers, finding some. And I think Jennifer said, I can't remember which call or when she said it, but she was saying that um, three times a day she invokes the violet flame. Morning, afternoon, and evening. And um, I think she said, if I can recall correctly, to fill minds, hearts, and homes, maybe, with the violet flame to transmute. Yes. Does that sound familiar to people, something along those lines? I thought it was interesting it three times a day. So it must be something very valuable um, for her and perhaps for us. I had this experience with a violet flame this past weekend. I was um, skiing and I was standing at the top of this mountain and just like in the Course of Miracles when they talk about there's no order of miracles, big or small, I sort of find that the same is true for me with shame. <laughs> like there's big shame, little shame, it's kind of all the same. So I was standing up there and along with my family, I was skiing with my college roommate and we graduated over 40 years ago and in those days I was just learning how to ski I didn't have as much money as some of my friends I you know those things as small as they might be compared to other things in life sort of created this shame in myself of whatever whatever I'm not good enough means big or small and so I was standing on top of this mountain and I really long to just enjoy myself. I love the mountains. I love the snow. Um, I love to ski and I, I felt like as I was, getting, I was getting just a bit weaker in my body and I didn't want to own that. And so I was standing on this mountain and I just violet flame. I asked the higher Holy Spirit self, my higher Holy Spirit self, to release any blood to love. And lucky for me, this particular ski mountain has this big sign everywhere saying, we are one. It's because they merged a couple mountains together. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that was so helpful to me. We are one. And I thought, okay, thank you so much. We are one. And I'm asking 
higher Holy Spirit self to just release any blocks to my awareness that I am one with spirit. And then as I began down the mountain, I, I wasn't saying any words. Well, maybe I was keeping it very simple. I just said to myself and to spirit and to the whole universe, violet flame, I'm invoking the violet flame from the heart of God. And I felt like the violet flame, I kept, I kept feeling it and seeing it just coming straight out of my heart, kind of like this big spotlight. So I was going down the mountain and I could, I was receiving the violet flame and it was like it was spreading out from my heart. And I just kept saying, I love myself, I love myself. And then these, I wasn't trying hard anymore to remember what I was supposed to say or remember my spiritual principles or remember anything. I, I could just find that or the prayer was praying me. So I was, found myself knowing and sort of saying to myself, I have all the power and strength of the universe and I share these benefits with all others. If it's true for me, it's true for everyone. So I could just feel my body felt strong and I, I was kind of fearless. It was interesting. And so then I just kept that, it was like that violet flame was just like this headlight taking me down. And I, the joy I felt was just so breathtaking and I'm just so grateful for that experience because it reminded me also that if I keep it really simple, like I wasn't really remembering all the prayers um, verbatim or anything like that. I just was seeing, feeling, experiencing that energy of the violet flame uh, or of the whole universe. And it was just really beautiful. And um, I just wanted to share that. Yes, thank you. That is very helpful. That was beautiful. Um, something came to me while you're talking. I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the person on the phone. I'm not, names aren't my <laughs> strong suit, but and maybe even that is it something I can let go of. So I know as I well, something you said about sometimes you 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 know see an attachment. That's where I perceived it because that's how I perceive it in myself. So I offer up. That attachment, that desire not to, because I see it. I see it. And that's what, that's the blessing. I'm seeing it that I, even though I still want to hold on to it, that I see it as something that I'm willing in some part to let go of, but not fully yet. And so that's how I offer it up that I know if I, as I practice, as I practice, it will happen. So I'm telling you, I'm, seems like I'm telling you, but this is something 
so valuable for me to remember. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, that's beautiful too, Carla. And I just realizing as I'm listening to this, um, kind of the shift that we're all trying to make and why it's so powerful, at least for me, this is what I'm getting, is that if I judge myself for taking so long to be willing to let go of my attachments or be further along my path than I am, then um, that that's getting me more and more stuck in guilt and ideas about myself that aren't true, and, and then I'm projecting it out on other people. But if I can... Um, practice this is why jennifer's i think this teaching is so great it's just and i've been trying to remember to do this and i have been more and it helps it's just be grateful if i can have any little smidgen of willingness um and and, and focus on that because that's the that's the forward movement and the light and that's the truth i mean that's what's gonna anyway so so um yeah but listening to this conversation is i think even bringing to my conscious awareness where I'm um, still not doing that. I'm still kind of have a, 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 l a little bit of a grievance. Like why, why is, why am I taking so long? I mean, why do I kind of keep getting it? I think I've got it. And then, and then, and then I'm slipping right back to being attached again or having the grievance again. And, um, uh, so, yeah, to be grateful for the willingness. And, um, and, and and I loved what you shared, too, Vanessa. That was so beautiful because I'm praying a lot to have um, just be following my guidance every day and, and to be trusting in the midst of that. And and what I'm finding is I'm, I'm, I, I kind of have in mind some of the bigger, what I think are bigger, right? <laughs> bigger things in my life but uh what, what i'm finding is how spirit is working is 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 kind of giving me these just joyful little surprises on the little things and what i'm realizing it's doing is it's helping me to trust so i mean just a, this is just a teeny tiny example but i, I went and did my grocery shopping at whole foods and and the, on, this was a couple of weeks ago on a Sunday, and uh, the bathrooms which I was needing to use were closed, and the gentleman there, who's always kind of being the help, helping the customers, was there to explain to me, no, they're really closed, you can't go in, but Petco next door has agreed to open the restrooms to the public. And I thought, okay, well, I can just push through. I'll just do a few more errands and get home, and I'll be okay. And I thought that. They they say that's not good to do. I mean, just take a few moments. It's just going to take a few more moments. Go to Petco. Take care of yourself. And so I unloaded my groceries, and I was walking to Petco, and I think it would be really nice to see some cute animals. I mean, I, I enjoy that a lot. That really, um, I don't know, that's very special for me. So, you know, who knows? Maybe there's some kittens or puppies there to pet. And and, uh, and I was kind of, so I was kind of going the long route to the bathroom looking for any kittens or puppies up and down all the aisles, right? And I went to the bathroom, and I used it, and then I came out, and I saw a woman who had come to the cashier with a little puppy that was just darling. And, and so I just 
chatted with her and pet the puppy a little bit and and we talked a little and she said there's a a social hour for puppies happening right now in the back of the store in this little room so I followed her back and and I just hung out there with the puppy owners and the puppies and some would be in the room like there was like a glass you could see through to and they'd try to put the little puppies or the shyer puppies or the bigger puppies the more aggressive you know and help them learn how to socialize so um so I got a pet the puppies who were with their owners on the outside. It, anyway, it was just a little example. I didn't really realize at the time, but if I, after I went away, I thought, oh, that was a little gift from spirit for me, a little, a little bit of joy that I normally would not give myself. I wouldn't. And so there's little things like that. That's just one example. And it helps me trust because I'm always, I guess there's the ego part that's like afraid of God's will, right? It's going to be against my will. And it's, and over and over I'm getting little glimpses like, no, it's, it's all for you. It's all joy and love. And, and um, so anyway, yeah. So I had a little time with puppies and their owners and it was very nice little half hour of my day that God gave me yeah so and and I don't know that Violet Flame Wise um I haven't read the book yet either I haven't even bought it yet um and I've had I I mean I, I guess I've had resistance otherwise I'd probably buy it it's also just a matter of how much time I have right now but I've been listening and I think I get the basic I, I think I I guess I want to share if I have the basic idea and get your ideas, but but I've heard just described as like the the blue being the kind of the more masculine wisdom of God concept, and the the red or the pink being more the feminine love of God, and them coming together. And so I just think about it as a, a symbol of 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 all all aspects of God and the power of God and the wisdom and the knowing of God. So sometimes when I'm praying and things are just, as they always are way beyond my con, my ability to understand, I, I do invoke the violet flame. And, um, and that's what I think about it is, is God is the perfect wisdom, the perfect love, the perfect amounts of all of that transmuting, like Dina says, transmuting the power to transmute. Um, so I want to read the book someday, but anyway, if anybody wants to tell me if you have a similar or different idea who has read the book, that would be helpful to me till I can get to it. Thank you. I, I'm not totally sure, Tracy, that I read this in that book because someone had posted a website that went to like a, uh, violet flame meditation. So I'm a little confused where I got this idea that I'm sharing with you, but I, I think it's lovely. So I use this one as well. Um, using the violet flame as a way to like, like in Jennifer's words, you know, to send it to uh, wrap around or to fill heart, mind and building or what have you. And I, and for government. So I, since I work for city government, it's, it's really, it was really easy for me to, to want to do that. So I do every night I do a, you know, wrap the violet flame around. I think about, you know, the people in charge of our city government. And then I find myself sort of in my mind doing a little visual where I go to the next little city and then I'll spread it out to every 
city in the state of Virginia, and then I'll wrap the state of Virginia government, and then I'll go to all those state city, and I'll keep my mind, I'll start crossing the waters with it, and go to the foreign governments, and high and low, and then somehow that's really comforting for me, and, and, and I'm sorry if I, I don't know if you'll actually read that in the book, or that came from the other lady's website. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the category of, of big and beyond me. So Violet Flame is very helpful, all the government leadership stuff. Yeah. Um, it's also to transmute the energy when you're in a negative situation or people are doing that, you can use it. To bring in the love and the peace and the harmony, shift it. And I just wanted to let everyone know, last week when I was talking about my son, um, I had said that he'd been sleeping for three days. Well, after we said the prayer, I walked out in the other room, and there he's sitting on the couch with a gallon of milk trying to drink it, and he's still shaking from all this stuff that he's been taking. Um, but... But he was awake. <laughs> and every day he's getting more awake and more awake and more alert. And um, so I could see the process of him um, being going from being in a lot of pain to um, not being in a lot of pain. And uh, it just takes a while to adjust to what they're doing. So um, I'm grateful for every one of your prayers and and that it was that was a surprise to walk out there. I wanted to turn around and come right back and plug in, but everybody was gone. <laughs> so I just thought I'd let you know. That was really nice. Thank you. I wasn't here, but thank you. So glad to hear that. So yeah. glad to hear that. Mm. Every day a little. Congratulations. <laughs> And actually, Diana had sent me a text because uh, we talk a little bit about these things. And what I said to her was, you know, thank you and Tim. You've helped like when Tracy was talking about the little things that helped build her trust. That helped build my trust because, you know, I, I saw what pain she was in and how frustrating that is. And your child is sleeping and not eating and drinking. And what do you do? And then she literally got off the call and there he was. <laughs> For me, I, I just, I'm so thankful to Tim and yeah. spirit and whoever and all the prayers from everybody. Cause you, you taught me um, a lesson in trust. That was, that was a miracle to me. I'll <laughs> just like, there he is with a gallon of milk trying to drink. I said, let me get you a glass. <laughs> He's afraid that's going to take it away from him. No. <laughs> and eating anything or drink anything practically in three days, I think he'd be thirsty. So I just, just wanted to thank you. That is a miracle. It's yeah. great.
one thing about all of the, let's see, what came up for me this fall was we, I had the, you know, just a little tip of joyful feeling and then, or I would have the really, so I called it heaven and hell. So I called my prayer partner that was my prayer partner in MLC one and talked to her about it. And I said, why does everything look like heaven or hell? heaven or hell and she just said just because you're just distinguishing this feeling of spiritual guidance and then of the ego so she said so it's really good that you're able to see that it is this is heaven and this feels bad this feels good so i'm thinking back to felicia's unworthiness conversation i'm just thinking maybe because you might be seeing it a lot but I just would like to say I'm grateful that we're seeing, that it's actually bringing it up to our uh, identification up so that we can say that is unworthy, that, no, I, this is, I don't want this, and then we can ask spirit for what we want. So it was really helpful for me to say, okay, even though I am feeling like everything I'm thinking is coming up, this one thing that I don't want anymore, I just feel like it's a, a good growth period of time. Just like Diana, your boy in that three days of not, not eating and the worry. And then when you see him with that jug of milk, that was probably the best jug of milk. You probably, oh, that's such a good feeling. So just, ah, I know it gets intense sometimes. <laughs> it gets intense, but it's going to be great because we're going to lift it, lift it, lift it. And, and um, just, just that's what I want. So I guess we have to say, bring it on. Um, and I wanted to thank all of you um, oldest siblings. I'm the youngest sibling. So I listened with rapt uh, attentiveness to what you're all saying. And when I, and, and what Jennifer said as oldest sibling, that she didn't remember her childhood. My oldest sister has always said she didn't remember her childhood. So I immediately called my sister when I got off the phone and thanked her for what I couldn't even have imagined, and she doesn't remember. And so for all of you um, who spoke, Felicia and Rieko and Lori and trying to think Tracy, who else was there? A couple other ones and uh, Felicia. I know it it just it was profoundly enlightening for me to understand my own sister and siblings and place and it, it gave me a different perspective so I thank you guys for speaking up about that yeah it was really <clears throat> insightful for me as well because just to see the big sister's side point of view and one thing that came really clear to me is when Jennifer asked what was happening before you were born with your parents just to acknowledge that that kind of energy was there before I entered and then was there for my sister from the very get-go. It, it has been a very, yeah. So thank you for, for sharing those older sibling things to know where they're coming from. And, uh, and then us younger siblings can tell you that we felt left behind, but how crazy. Tracy, and also when you were saying that your, your mother had you be the confidant, I believe you were the one, and to know no. that... Go ahead. Uh, I think it was somebody else who said the the mother as the confidant. That might have been Felicia. Yeah, that was Felicia. I yeah, think. but yeah. Okay. Well, so but but 
I saw that my mother did that for me to me, but she would share this. He's ugly. He's awful. And how did I relate to my dad? Ugly and awful. And felt like I was that in go between where I wanted to protect my mother all the time. So I found that too. I know when I listen to it afterwards, I, I'm also the first child. And I don't remember much of my childhood either. Uh, and I, I always, I never even realized until people were talking about, I didn't. I just plowed way, plowed through, you know. I just kept on going for whatever. I didn't even think of it. Um, but I, I realized that I didn't remember my childhood that much. And my sister would always come up with these little detailed stories about things that we did. And, and she'd say, don't you remember that? No. <laughs> you know, and I don't know why. Um, but... It, and I had a I had a fairly normal childhood, I think. I don't think we had very many traumatic experiences or a lot of ups and downs like that. But I think they were affecting our lives from, like, my mother's family where she was always sort of overprotective because there had been incest in there and that family group. Things that you don't... Even know you're being programmed, so to speak, because you're being taught to be afraid of men and not even knowing, not saying it, oh, this is why, this is what happened. Um, just they're protecting you all the time, you know. Um, even my mom didn't like to leave us kids with my father, and I know that she trusted him. I'm not saying because I know my dad would never do nothing. Uh, but it was in her to the point that she would not allow those things. So um, I guess that's the end of that thought. <laughs> but I, I recognized it when all of you were talking about being the first child, that I had those, a lot of those things. I just never thought about it. And my twin, she said, I didn't do any of that. So she came from a completely different playing, you know, thinking than I did. But again, I think it was <laughs> I decided when I was seven, this is effed up because I was the child that really analyzed and saw that you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to say that. Why do why are we doing this? You know, why are the parents fighting? This is crazy. And then my sister was one that said she was so glad that I was in the forefront fighting like that because she could hide. It was just like, you take care of it, Lori. And you know, <laughs> so it was really, I was like, okay. So you became the older sister without even didn't know that you were becoming it. You were put in that position. Absolutely. And my dad treated me like I was the oldest. I was, if I did anything, it was, you should know better. Shame on you take care of your little, you know, sister, because Tammy was, uh, she's my twin, and she, uh, um, I lost my train of thought, there was a text that came through, <laughs> sorry, but so, um, so yeah, I was the big, I was the big sister ever, and I just was resentful, it was like, why couldn't I have been taken care of by my big sister, and yet, I kind of, I see the dynamics in a different light, 
you know, I really do. I really do. You know, am I over it? I, I, it's still on my altar. It's still in my God box because I just need, I, I don't know what I need, but it's coming because I'm willing because I am willing. Oh, thank you for sharing. This is Jeannie. <clears throat> I've gotten so much. Uh, thank you all for uh, um, this time and all your sharing. One of the things that um, speaks to me is to be miracle minded and, and noticing the little miracles um, and that there's no order of miracles, right? And building trust. Um, so um, thank you. I, I need to go, but I wanted to just say I'm very appreciative for our time. Thank you. Bye, Janie. Bye, Janie. Okay, Scott and Rico, we haven't heard from you. <laughs> I wanted to say something. I was wondering, Scott, you talk about that you write music, and I don't know if you use it with the piano or the guitar, but I was wondering if you might share something of your music with us on Facebook or sometime in a community call. I don't know if anybody else would like to hear that. but um, I'd, I'd be happy to. Is it guitar or piano that you, or, or you just sing? Um, my main instrument is piano. That's okay. um, so that might but, be hard. I was thinking guitar, and then right as I started to talk, I thought, oh, no, he plays piano. That's not going to be so easy to do, but maybe you can think of a way. <laughs> I, I could I, – there, there'll be a simple way. That's not a problem. Um, but um, It would be nice to see you shine. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, it was funny you should say that because uh, I went to the supermarket this morning and um, they they put in my favorite station is K-Love and they had this song, uh, uh, Diamonds, and my last name is Diamond, and it was all about um, basically like that song always makes me cry because it's sort of like, you know, for all the hardships and everything, we're, we're refining and becoming diamonds and so it has like a double meaning for me. And like, I heard that song and it just touched my heart. My dream is to get songs like that on, on that station and other stations. I, I write music like that to encourage people. So that's, that's why I think the situation with my church, which I keep obsessing about is really just showing to me, maybe it's just time to step out and step into my power and, and go to a broader audience. So my dream is really to make like a YouTube channel and um, have like different people um, like an interview each week. I would have someone like Jennifer or someone and like I would have a topic like fear and then like write a song about fear and then um, and and then share that song like that. That was my idea. Um, I haven't had myself <laughs> out, but I find myself. um Someone mentioned something that touched me. Like I think you, I think it was you. Um, I, I'm going to say it in my own words for for what it brought up for me. But um, I just like I think I've forgiven something and let it all up on the altar. And then the next, then a few days later, it's I'm thinking about it again. So 
I'm really thinking about leaving my church and I'm still so angry at them, even after writing all these forgiveness letters, Violet Flame, the Talking Prayer Partner. Everything I've done, everyone has helped me. And then my mind still goes right back into, um, you know, obsessing about And it reminded me of um, what Jennifer was saying about um, the miracle worker. And that movie is like a battle between the ego and the spirit. And my um, my mind and my ego is just so, I wouldn't say strong, but it's just used to a certain way of thinking. And so um, I also do a process called the work of Byron Katie, where I examine my thoughts and see if they're true and all my projections. So I, um, I'm going to be talking to my partner with that on, at four o'clock because you know, I have to go back to church, you know, tomorrow. And I, it's, I just dread it. I just, I, I just, you know, um, I'm holding off because I'm waiting for them to, they're going to have a meeting, whether they're going to pay me or not, but, um, the money back. So I figured I'll give them a chance, but part of me just wants to leave. And I just, um, I have so much anger and resentment you know, especially I've been there almost 20 years and I don't know what to do. I just have to pray because no matter how much I think I've forgiven it, it just comes back. Does anyone have any suggestions? Well, Scott, I have a not exactly not a situation like yours, but the similar, um, I, you might say, fallout with the reoccurring thoughts, the anger, the resentment, the dread of doing something because of you know, a relationship issue. And uh, I, too, am going to do some counseling again, yet again on that. And um, also, you know, so I was thinking a lot about it last night. And do you ignore, you know, the ego sentiments, which could contain some truth? Um, and I think I think I ended up kind of feeling like they're, you know, you have to look for truth. You know, if there's truth there, transmute it to truth, if you will, maybe violet flame style. Um, but the the ego contains all that anger and all that, you know, I just want to quit now and run away now. And, you know, just so that I think we I'm, I think I'm pretty set on the fact that I'm going to have to gently let that subside. So I'm curious to see as I go through this process over the next week or so, like if I'm able to let it subside and see truth or if I just have to ignore all that so i don't really have an answer for you but i'm just telling just to say i'm going through something similar so well i'll be praying for you thank you so i'd like to share on this because i think this is pretty much what we're all dealing with this is exactly what a course in miracles is talking about and so um so jennifer's also really emphasized something that seems pretty clear and basic which is um look for every opportunity to extend love. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and so I'm also um, intention, being intentional about that. And, um, and that brings to my awareness of some of my resistance in that area, but that's okay. Um, but, uh, but I'm being given some easy ways to extend love. And as I do that, it feels so good. And it, so I, I think it's kind of like do do both. Be looking at the the resistance. For me, what's working is dealing with the resistance and definitely the mind work and correcting my thinking. And at the same time, 
be looking for opportunities to extend love and noticing that too. And then noticing um, like what comes back and I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not giving to get like Jennifer talks about at all. I'm enjoying just the joy Mm -hmm. that comes from extending the love. Mm -hmm. But many times something comes back and, and it's been little things like a little thank you note, but it's a connection with the other person that's mm-hmm. growing um, and just a mutual feeling of loving each other, which is a lot of joy. And I think that's helping me a lot to shift my identification. Where is my identification stronger? And it's just shifting over to I, I we're love, we're, we're love. And then I kind of slip back into the ego stuff and I think, no, I'm, I'm resisting and I'm not willing, but, but then I extend love and feel that. So anyway, that's what I would just add is helping me a lot. Tracy, is there, what about extending love to what may be truthful within? I'm not one that thinks ego contains all false. I, I you know, maybe, maybe, um, maybe the course says it, it is, but for me, I look for some things like, let's say, if you went through something as a child um, and, you know, and it, it damaged you, that would be a truth. You know, this happened, it had this effect, and so I react this way. So, um, and then if a, so if a situation occurs where that's reactivated, um, maybe the truth in that is that you're in a situation that you need to look at, maybe a relationship. So could you get, do you have any examples of something that might be along that line where you extended love into that kind of a situation that was helpful to the situation? It's a really good question. Let's see if I can think of something. I'm sure that I do. Can I remember it at the moment and tell you about it? I might need some time. So I'll, 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 I'll be letting that process um, while maybe somebody else might want to share. I know that I was having a situation with the way everything was scheduled this year, and it was really getting my goat. Uh, The notifications, sometimes they were on time, sometimes you didn't get them till after things started. All that stuff was going on inside of me. And usually when I hit that wall, I'm going, I'm leaving, I'm so, I'm done. And, uh, I decided, I went, wait a minute. I don't want to, this is what I want. I don't want to be messed around with just because these other things are happening. But all over last year, everything was boom, 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 boom. You didn't have to worry. You didn't have to search. You didn't have to do anything. It was all right there. And this year, it's been uh, a little more haphazard, let's say. But, um, For me, I looked to this for some stability, stability, because everything else in my life is crazy. So (laughs) it was really getting to me. So, but I'm, I'm just glad I made the decision that I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay with any attention to that. 
I've got ways around all that stuff that I can look at. Um, I don't need to rely on that. I can do other things. So, um, but it was a, a battle going on for, I don't know, two, two months. It's been pretty erratic. So, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Spoke my Glad you stayed. Glad you stayed. Okay. So that brought to my mind an example that was helpful. <laughs> what, 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 so what, cause I didn't want to come up with something too big and too long. Um, so I was having some experiences of people um, not following through on time commitment, like meeting things with me. And I was feeling reactive about that. And, um, and, and, and so I needed to deal with it really kind of on two levels, which was clearly communicate with the other person, which is what I didn't used to be able to do very well and kind of say um, my needs and, in terms of just if it would happen multiple times. Right. And that, you know, I just, I just wanted um, advance notice or, you know, if it happened once in a while by accident, cause something came up, I get it. But three times in a row of we make a commitment and you're not there. And I am that um, I just want anyway. So, but what I also did and realized is um, to look at my part, what was I doing internally to myself? And, and so what I realized is that, I wasn't keeping my time commitments to myself and I was frustrated about that. And so I've picked a couple of areas um, in particular where I really wanted to um, keep my commitments to myself in the area of time. And uh, that has helped me a lot because I've, I've had some, I, I just got real committed about it. Um, I recognize that if I treat myself with respect and in those ways, um, others will be more more likely to to do that too. Um, but it had helped me to see it's not, you know, it's in me. It's in me. Mm -hmm. Thank so. you. That's that's perfect. That's exactly what I needed to hear. Thank you very much. Um, I I also thought of an example too. Um, on, on Sunday, I was, um, I was prepared to just quit my job the next day. And, um, I saw the, uh, pastor, uh, right before church and, um, he told me that his father had, uh, just died the, the night before. So like, you know, like all my anger and everything, resentment, uh, at him just it just melted and I just gave him a big hug and I, I just um, um, I just let it go um, and on two you know, on Tuesday I brought my choir to the my second example is I brought my choir to perform at the um, and cheerleaders to perform at the children's hospital um, near me in the Bronx and it was just so nice to just just to be giving and you know not expecting anything just just to help cheer up the children and we had spent like a year preparing and it just everything went really well and it was just really it just it really warmed my heart so those two things have just um uh but the first example was like i i was thinking one way and then something happened and it just opened up my heart it, it reminds me of um 
like I decided to be a vegetarian when I, I held this baby chick in my um in in my heart and like like it just it did something to me where I just I couldn't eat chicken anymore because it just opened up my my um it just opened up my heart like I had that experience it just that's how I felt with the pastor like that that on Sunday like you know his father just died and I just he was like a baby chicken I was just holding him you know and um um and I don't know what to do now because all my resentments are still coming back and um I want to get back to that feeling that I had before That's it. I really loved how you shared how whenever he had said his father had just died and how it just melted away, how that is so amazing. When that happens, <clears throat> when we're willing to see things differently, how it really shifts us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, um, <clears throat> it's 24 after. I'm not, I'm not even trying to, to get, close this or anything. I, I, I need to go because the MLC3 community call is coming in, in five minutes. And, um, I guess I can wait a couple minutes, but, um, this hope you see me leave. I'm, I'm really grateful. Because I haven't been able to be on these community calls because I have something normally every week. At this time, I, I prefer to attend this local. And um, I'm really grateful for this time of, of sharing and listening with you all. I really got a lot, a lot. So um, thank you. Thank you. Carlo, when MLC3 comes on, don't they need this platform? I mean, can't, don't we have to stop? Um, I don't, I know they're on a different number, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't think so. As long as there isn't a, uh, someone who's like in charge or whatever, I think that that's okay. But I don't know. I can't answer that question. I have to leave too because I've got something at one thirty. Yeah, I need to leave too. Should we pray out? Rieko, would you pray us out? Let's place our hand on our heart and take a deep breath of love and gratitude. So much gratitude. So grateful for this beautiful community. Every single brother and sister in this community and everyone who's connected to each one of us all across the planet, all across the universe. We're so grateful to be able to remember, recognize that we share the exact same interest of waking up. We share the exact same interest of knowing who we truly are. We share the exact same interest 
of sharing love, extending love, just simply being the love that we truly are. We're so happy to let go of every single scrap of judgment that blocks us from recognizing what's true. We're so happy to let go of all of our past, anything that happened before this moment, and happy to let go of any concerns of the future, knowing that now is the moment we make the choice for love. Now is the moment we choose again. Now is the moment we say that love is what we are and only love is real. And we happily, happily share the benefits of our healing with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, just let it be. We love ourselves, we love each other, always well, and so it is. Amen. Amen. Thank you, that was beautiful. Amen, yes, thank you. That was beautiful, thank you, Rick. Thank you. 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 Bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye, Diana. Bye. Bye, Rieko. Bye, Ronnie. Bye, Scott. Love bye, Rieko. Bye, bye, Ronnie. Thanks for sharing, Scott. Thanks for listening. See you, Rieko. Thank bye. you for the beautiful prayer. My pleasure. I don't know how to end. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs> Bye.